0: Ladies and gentlemen, tonight you will be listening to Carpe Noctem 8 Quarantine Calls featuring Jiraiya Koppel. Last week I was able to bring on the cousins, so this week I wanted to bring on my brother. We're going to talk about a broad range of subjects because seeing as we're all under quarantine, I want to be able to get kind of a varied view from different people on different subjects instead of doing my regular focus where I have one topic per discussion. So hopefully you guys enjoy these. You can guys can give me feedback if you want to go at Carpe Noctum Pod, the Instagram, or you can also DM me on my regular account on Instagram, or you can email me if you have my email, but at Carpe Noctum Pod, that is the Instagram account we want to use for all this information. So, without further ado, Jariah, say hello. Hi. Hey. So, today we got Jariah, and I'm going to have him give a 30-second snapshot of his life right now, just so you guys know what's going on with him. So, Jariah, what's up with you? So right now, like all of you, I'm in quarantine, but luckily it's not
1: affecting me too much. So throughout the week, I'm uh, at Cal State 410, but now we have online classes. So I'm working on homework, working on classes. Now on the weekends, I work at Walmart, and we're still open at Walmart, so I still go in, wear my face mask and all that. And then uh, on the weekends, I also have church on Sunday, which is now online. And then through the rest of the time, with a little bit of free time, I'm watching some shows here and there, playing some games. But for the most part, focusing on school. Making sure I'm getting all my work done.
0: Nice, nice. So I am going to start with our first question, our first topic, which actually goes to what he was talking about with Walmart. Now, my question is, what is it like working at Walmart during the COVID-19 pandemic? I'm going to give you a little bit of background because I know you know, but Walmart is a part of the essential workforce right now. So alongside Amazon and other large corporate corporations, it provides essential items to America right now. So it is one of the places that's in business Whereas a lot of small businesses have to close their doors for the moment. So, dry what's it like working at Walmart? So, in a lot
1: of ways, it's still the same how it was before. Because before the quarantine, or before, yeah, before COVID, and now, Walmart's busy. It gets really mm. busy. It gets packed. Mm. Um, and then there's other times where it then just clears up, and then there's not that many customers. So, that's how it is right now. Um, I guess some differences is we're a lot more health conscious. Mm. Like, it's getting more and more progressively that way. Like... Mm-hmm. Of course, we're washing our hands all the time. Yeah. Now we're wearing gloves and now we're wearing face masks. Like mm-hmm. the other day I went in for the first time I was wearing a face mask. So mm-hmm. we're just really trying to stay safe. And I guess I don't think about it too much, but I guess there is, you know, some people, I've heard some people, of course, people are saying the nurses and the doctors yeah. are heroes. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And then I hear some people saying that about like Walmart employees and yeah. grocery stores. And to me, it sounds, it's a little funny. I'm like, I'm not a hero, uh-huh. but I guess I do understand that. Like, Hey, if so, if one of us were to get infected, that would be really bad. Like, and
0: The fact that we're still we have to go to work and we're yeah fulfilling that role that we are we, there is a risk there, so yeah, there is. Well, you guys are doing a big thing right now because we all need stuff, and you know, there's the hoarders who go and grab a bunch of stuff. Have you guys done oh, that? Yeah, with the toilet so paper? basically,
1: every single day, people line up. Uh-huh. We open at 7 a.m. Before 7 a.m., they're lined up, mm. they're trying to get their toilet paper, they're trying to get hand sanitizer. Uh, what is it that? The Lysol, Lysol spray, yeah, and they're all selling out. And then throughout the rest of the day, people are asking me, "Hey, when are you getting more toilet paper?" Yeah, now? I'm like, "Hey, I don't run the store. I don't. I don't know when we're getting more."
0: Yeah, I remember I actually went and lined up for your toilet paper and everything one time. It was pretty crazy because oh. I went at like seven a.m. and I did the whole thing. But when we got there at seven, me and all the other work, all the other people, but then they came out and said, "Hey guys, we actually can't open till eight today." So I, everybody in line was pretty annoyed with them, and it was kind of funny because you know, there was a bunch of us. I was actually 25th in line. So I felt pretty good because nice. there was about 130 people in line with me at 645 or 7am. But then they told us, Hey, you guys all have to wait. But it was crazy because this was in the early, like late March for COVID. So it was kind of the crazy time. And I was going to shop for the church. I was trying to get the church Lysol wipes and toilet paper and all that stuff. But well, the toilet paper was for myself, but I got everything I needed. Although from what I've noticed with Albertsons and Ralphs and Sater Brothers and different places, even Walmart, is it seems to have calmed down a bit, although I yeah. think people still line up. But I do think you can go later in the day now, maybe 10 a.m. Or, or times like that, and actually find toilet paper. Although I haven't been looking for Lysol wipes or for Purell yeah. and stuff like that. So, so I don't know. So the that most stuff.
1: recent day I worked, it actually was about 9 or 10, or uh-huh. maybe even 11. And there was still toilet paper there. So yeah. I noticed that. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. The Lysol's gone. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think that it's just going to get better and better from here. I think it's just – it's going to start returning to normal. Yeah. Uh, hopefully in a few weeks or maybe longer than that, a few months, we're at a point where there's
0: always toilet paper in stock. Yeah. And there's always Lysol in stock. Yeah. So Well, it's a good thing things are getting better and, and um, you know, proud of you working at Walmart. It's a big thing. Thank you. So, yeah. Question number two, moving on to a political one. So all this craziness with COVID has taken people's attention away from a lot of big stuff that's going on in the world. But one thing that was, to me, pretty insane is the fact that Bernie Sanders actually dropped out of the presidential um, you know, run for president for the Democrats. So I actually wanted to bring Dariah on later, much closer to the voting for the actual president. But I decided to have him you know, talk about this now because it's such a big thing. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on Bernie Sanders dropping out of the race to become president? So on some levels, it's a little disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. And I understand Bernie Sanders, just like every other
1: political figure, they're going to be controversial because you're going to have people who disagree with him. And also a lot of people who, a lot of people who agree with him, a lot yeah. of people who disagree with him. Me personally, I did actually vote for Bernie Sanders in the mm-hmm. primary. I just saw of all the politicians up there, he was the most honest in the effort to help people and not just help corporate interest and yeah. the establishment. Uh, That being said, Bernie dropping out. I mean, of course, everyone can say they saw it coming. Um, One factor, which it's a little unfair, but it is what it is. I think Bernie and a lot of other people are pressuring him to consider the fact that with COVID now, there's a risk with people going out to the polls Mm -hmm. and voting. And of course, since Bernie is is behind Biden, Mm -hmm. they're going to tell Bernie, you should drop out. Yeah, I understand that. I think it's unfair, but you know... Is what it is. And at another level, it's disappointing because, like, when this race started, and I guess this is just me more learning about how this, how our political system works, but, like, when the primary starts, you see this whole line of people. In, in a democracy, it feels really cool to, yeah. like, say, any one of these people can be president. Yeah. Joe Biden was right in the middle. And honestly, this election, I really thought it wasn't going to be Joe Biden, even though he is the front runner. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of cool. Like, no offense to Joe Biden. I don't, like, hate him. He just wasn't one of my first choices. But I just, I kind of wish that, like, hey, If someone else kind of climbed up, not just the one who was just in first place, that would have been cool to see, but at least this election has showed that the establishment won. You know, most of the, most of the, uh, candidates just fell fell in line and endorsed Joe Biden, like at a weird point in the primary.
0: It was, it it was, it was a strange occurrence. Has, has anyone to your knowledge actually endorsed, um, Sanders? Yes. I don't,
1: well, they're people, but they're not
0: like high profile. I don't remember.
1: Marianne Marianne Williamson, who's like kind of. I remember Some her. people think she's a little cl- cl- clunky. And then you have um, Tom Steyer. Oh, wow. That's pretty. Yeah, been, so that's, that's interesting. That's about it. But it's one yeah. strange thing, if you want to get on the drama with some of the left. Is Warren. Is Elizabeth Warren, yeah. who kind of calls herself a progressive, did not um, endorse Bernie. Yeah. A lot of Bernie's followers wanted her to. Yep. But she kind of falls in the middle between Biden and Bernie. She's yeah. like, she's a progressive, but she also says, like, I'm pro-capitalist. Mm-hmm. Capitalism, just like a, a balance of Aversion. capitalism and yeah.
0: government care. So... Yeah, that's fair. Well, a lot of people do say that the capitalism we have today is different than the capitalism from Adam Smith. They say it's more based on, you know, the 70s and 80s. But anyways, we're not going to get into that. But mm-hmm. so do you have any since we did mention Biden, do you have any favorite uh, quotes from Biden? Any things that he said? I think
1: my favorite. Well, this is one of the rare ones is when he goes, listen, fat. Yeah. He usually doesn't pull that one. Listen, out. Fat. The more the more. Yeah. common one is listen here, Jack. Yeah, listen here, uh, Jack. That's a good one. And he has another one. Dude, he he goes after. Like If you actually really watch some of his yeah. rallies. He actually goes after people. Like... So it
0: might be interesting with him versus Trump. There may be some oh. good, good name calling.
1: Yeah. as long, Half the, the, half the time that Biden's head is in there, yep. he's going to be going
0: after him. Yep. And the other half is going to be like, what's going on? Where am yeah. I? <laughs> Someone put me back in my room. <laughs> yeah. Well, Biden is now the primary Democratic candidate. And... From what I know, Bernie's not going to be able to run again because I just feel like he's going to be in his eighties this yeah, next no, round. Yeah, no, he's, he's done. I and think was, he's that's, done. He, this was his last yeah. chance. So, and from I listened so to sad. I listened to the Daily and their comments on it, and they were saying Bernie chose to take now the the road of I'm going to be a part of the system and I'm going to try to make change through other people instead of making that change himself. Which man, that's a tough choice to make he's as a politician. He's done that all of his life, though. He this, has. This was exactly. his chance to actually
1: become. This was his chance, the president, yeah. and make
0: and you know. I, yeah, I'm more I'm more conservative minded, but I did I did see Bernie as a better choice than Biden in a lot of ways. And if I was on the Democratic side, I would have voted Bernie, not Biden. But I think Biden is the is the safer bet, as I've said in the yeah. in the primary podcast that I did for Super Tuesday. He's the safer bet for Democrats because you can sell him to Republicans as, "Hey, he won't boss you around too much." Yeah,
1: but and that's another weird yeah. thing to me about. The whole, the left. Mm-hmm. And this also counts for the right, too. But yeah. it's like, when the left, when they're entering a primary, they're all coming out with all their biggest ambitions. Like, yeah. hey, let's do this, let's do that. And then once you reach the end of the primary, then they go, let's Back be realistic. Normal. If yeah. we're going to win, we need, to go, let's with, be realistic, we need to go with the most moderate person, who's yeah. Biden. And I'm like, so why not say that from the front? Yeah. Like, why stay on your high horse? And, like, they do all these things where, like, oh, everybody else is racist and this mm. and that. And then once it comes time to vote, then they all fall in line. Behind, most of them do fall in line yeah. behind some moderate yeah candidate.
0: So, I don't know. That's why it's honestly more interesting the first half of the race for the Democrats, whereas, I don't know, yeah. the last half, like you said, it's just kind of whoever the last guy is just hanging out. I mean, out.
1: remember some of these people like Kamala Harris? She was yeah. coming out as super progressive, and, yep. then, and then she's endorsed Biden.
0: True. So, it's, I don't know. A little strange. Well, any any last thoughts on, on politics of, of the day before we move on to the next subject? That's politics, baby. That's yeah, politics. I mean, I hope the world's
1: getting, becoming better. I hope yeah. that, uh, as long as as long as um, people have a pursuit for the truth, mm-hmm. and we're all, you know, we're all fighting for each other's freedoms, I hope yeah. we get to a better place. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, yeah, try to sit down with someone who disagrees with you and have a
0: calm conversation. That's one thing we could have more of. Cool. Yeah, more discourse instead of arguments. I believe that as well. All right. Our next topic, our next question. Jumping to the other side, let's go to Hollywood. So, in 2019, besides you know the virus, we also had Parasite. Oh, Whoa, which, which became <laughs> uh, the foreshadowing, which became the first foreign language film to win the Oscar for Best Picture, and it also took home three other Oscars that night, making it the most Oscar-nominated or winning movie in in the oscars this, this actually Oscar. interesting uh joker got more nominations oh, okay but, but parasite won way more
1: oh, okay interesting On parasites categories and they were very major yeah, categories yeah. they won they won yeah. best director best picture uh-huh. um best screenplay i think am i wrong about that
0: because those are I three think major did. yeah awards. i just know it won four. pretty amazing actually I, it won four that's all i saw yeah but yeah so. i didn't know how many joker got but anywho so how do you feel about this praise
1: so when I actually watched the movie and what I did was before the Oscars, I just tried to go through and watch a f- the few that were available mm-hmm. and I, won, I watched Parasite and you know what? I thought it was a, a great movie. I, I, I can definitely see why um, it was considered to be one of the best. I think it's a really good movie because it, on an entertainment level, it's very entertaining throughout the whole movie. You have just this, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. This is one of those movies where I would say just go into it, mm-hmm. even blind and just watch it. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you're in for a very uh, interesting experience. Yeah. there's some cool tone shifts and like it gets it's kind of funny sometimes and other times it gets like kind of thrillery so yeah that's cool and now another level on a conceptual level this is where a lot more of the praise comes in is that it's all like a metaphor for society so if you're into that if you're you know if you like uh when a movie has a little more to say on on subjects outside
0: of just the movie then it has that too yeah so parasite is set in south korea right Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch. I really wanted to watch it so I could weigh in more. But I know I did get to like study the the winnings and stuff, which is why I really wanted to cover. So, Parasites from South Korea. I remember in my mind, I thought it was going to be about, like, actual, like, parasites and, like, Mm -hmm. scientific stuff like that. Although it looks more psychological and sociological. To
1: add another... Well, I don't know. Is this a spoiler if I'm going to say something about the movie? Maybe. No, that's fine. Is this something... Okay, well, listen away if you don't want to hear, like, anything about the movie. But one interesting thing is I don't think the word parasite ever ever comes up in the movie. Yeah. So it's all... There's no there is never a parasite it's for the viewer to determine what is the parasite mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of which cool. is
0: why i think there's because a lot of the reviews because i wanted to see what people thought about it a lot of them take different views on yeah. who the parasite is so when you guys watch try to think who you view as the parasite in the movie which characters so um another another question i have alongside this first off a little bit of facts parasite garnered a 99 on rotten tomatoes still to this day and this is 2020, Uh yeah. Also remember like there is some recency bias, I feel like. And oh, yeah. of course and of course yeah. this is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I will but say it is it is months into twenty twenty and yeah. it still holds the ninety nine. Another
1: rating which is interesting is on Letterboxd which yeah. is one of the movie sites I yeah. use. It's the highest rated movie right now. Yeah so that's pretty I mean, that's a huge Well, that's crazy. Status. So it's highest so, yeah. rated there 99 it's like on 6 Tomatoes. Six out of five, which is the highest rated one.
0: 96 on Metacritic. And a 90 with Google users, which is the one I always look to is if I look at a movie, I look yeah. at the Google users because I feel like that's the people. Anyways, and then the last one is 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So it did really well. Do you believe that it holds up to all this? You said something recently. I think bias. so.
1: Well, the only, uh, of course, I think you shouldn't like say, oh, if a movie has like almost a perfect score, like, oh, it needs to be perfect. Because I think we all have different tastes. At the end of the day, it was still a great movie and I think that was enough for me because I don't – I wouldn't give it like a 10 out of 10. I'd probably Mm -hmm. give it like a 7 or an 8 out of 10 but it's still a very strong movie. Mm -hmm. I think from 2019, it was definitely among like my favorites and Mm -hmm. the ones – and when I was watching the Oscars, I'm like I'm hoping – this is one of the ones I would hope to win. It was that, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Marriage Story. I'd say those – and then The Two Popes but that one got kind of snubbed. Didn't really get big nominations. But yeah, those are probably my four favorites. Also, Knives Out. I just watched more recently after the Oscars. Another great movie from twenty nineteen.
0: Mm-hmm. So, twenty nineteen seemed to have some pretty good ones, and yeah. a lot of them. I think besides, I don't think Knives Out falls in this category, but a lot of the movies, though they're adult focused, they're very thoughtful, and they have a lot of thoughts going in there. It's not just like you're not just watching Jumanji, which in my opinion yeah. But is also, just Knives Out actually does fall in. You wouldn't it think doesn't... it
1: was, but yeah.
0: But is it, it meant to a, be?
1: It actually is it's a well, it's a it's a fun mystery story, but then also has a little it has some themes to explores yeah, about,
0: like immigrants. But, uh, you can, that's that's true, but that. I'm just saying with like uh parasite or with Oh yeah, they're not blockbusters. Yeah. And but, most blockbusters But like two posts and Parasites are just whoa. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the amount of thought you that is in those It's not Boss Baby. Yeah, it's no, was, it's no boss baby guys. So if you're a fan yeah. of Alec Baldwin, then you're gonna be missing out. But anyways. So that's that's Parasite any last thoughts on the Oscars or Parasite before we move on to our last question uh definitely check out
1: Parasite so it's subtitled but I think that this is a great movie if you want to try out a foreign movie Mm -hmm. start with Parasite because even if you don't care about all the mumbo jumbo with all the 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 themes and the plot that people like to Mm -hmm. talk about it's on its surface is a very entertaining movie like it's it's fun to watch
0: yeah and also with that being said jump on the Instagram account on the picture I post for this and tell me what you think about subtitles. Tell me if you like them or not, because I'm a person who puts subtitles on everything, regardless of whether it's English, Spanish, or whatever. I just like having subtitles, but let, let me hear what you think. I think that's interesting to see. But anywho. All right, on to our last question. So, IBC is a place that Jariah and I both attended. That stands for Indiana Bible College, and that is obviously in Indiana. It's in Indianapolis. We're not there right now. We both came home, but Jariah, me, and my sister Sharia, all of us attended IBC at one point. Um, Different times, never together, but we attended it by ourselves away from California, you know, learning about the Bible. I studied um, theology as my major. Jariah, what was your major? uh biblical studies biblical studies so well, actually, we, yeah probably theology maybe too, theology yeah, yeah but we study different stuff um shredded music I, if i remember correctly but anyways dry in that year that you attended what are some of the things you missed from that year on your own so uh, some of the things i missed uh for starters
1: a lot of the people i met i've met mm-hmm. a lot of great people i love the professors you know brother mm-hmm. kilman yeah Brother mooney uh, a lot of cool people and then I also liked a lot of my roommates that uh, and other people I met, mm-hmm. like uh, Ryan and Michael and Stalin. Yep. His name's Stalin, but he's a lovely person. So yeah, he's great. Don't be scared by that name. So yeah. yeah, a lot a lot of cool people I got to meet. Um, and then yeah, I, I liked the school. It was it was cool. It's a little little closed in environment. You just kind of got to meet a lot of nice uh, Christians,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who were they're young, just like you. They're going through similar
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, life pursuits, but you're all kind of together, so it's fun.
0: Yeah. So. Did you, did you like being on your own to where you had no mom and dad? So you had to worry about toilet paper. You had to worry about food. You had to worry about you know all cleaning up. All that was on you and, and your roommates.
1: Honestly, a lot of parts I did like about that. I will say overall, though, I really miss my family mm-hmm. and I really miss my home. Yeah, yeah. So, But for that time, and I thought it was a really good time to learn how to live alone. Yes. And yeah, in a lot of ways, I did like it. Yeah. Like, hey, I get to run my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I got a plan. Here are my priorities. And then I can fill in the gaps. Like, hey, I can go drive to Barnes and Nobles and yeah. I have some free time. I can go eat wherever I want.
0: Yeah. I can just stay in and play video games. I can do whatever I want. So it was fun. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool being in charge. Yeah. And and I think it's a really – that year for Shreya, me, and Jariah was so valuable because it gave us skills – because we were able to learn how to be on our own. Even though, obviously, it wasn't completely accurate because you're still in a Christian school. Yeah. You're with a bunch of Pentecostals. You're not. It's not like you're going to a Christian school that says they're Christian, but then it's really just like a name thing. This was a Pentecostal Bible school. The best. It's a good transition. Yeah. Point. So you're not like. Yep. Yeah, it's a good transition. So where did you work when you were there when I was there? I worked at the roof Which is a ballroom where we basically I was a waiter dry. What were you doing? So I worked at a place a little fancier than the roof. It's called yeah. walmart so Wow, yes, believe it or not. I uh, that's where I started my success at walmart
1: Climbed up the chain. I got too powerful. I had to just let it go. It's so like, you know yeah. guys I can't be the manager of this place. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to leave you, but you did get to manager though what? I did so okay so I was a cashier for like four months mm-hmm. but then for like the last three months i was actually a, called a csm a customer service supervisor mm-hmm. so yeah actually for, for a period i was a supervisor and then when i moved back here i was able to get transfer my job and get a job here i decided to just become a cashier again mm. uh, just to have a little so i could focus a little more on school and other things yeah um but it was a good experience to learn how to
0: so be a supervisor as a, so. as a csm what was the toughest part of that job the toughest part man the dementors I yeah the dementors I thought it was a fine job.
1: I mean, I guess this certain customers, I guess, but even then I, I was surprised. I feel like I didn't get that many bad customers. Oh, this is the toughest part for sure. So at this, this other Walmart, for some reason, this Walmart was crazy. Like every single day, there's a certain time of the day where the lines would get packed out. Uh And this was pre-COVID. Dude, it was, this was pre-COVID. Listen, our store, something was wrong with them. They didn't like not hire enough people or something. Cause like. (laughs) Our lines would get packed up all the way out into like the clothes aisle, Mm -hmm. and then I'm the CSM, so at that point I'm running this. Yeah, I like if I'm a cashier, I'm just like you know it sucks, but I'm not in charge of it. Customers aren't gonna be uh, that mad at me, but I'm the CSM, so I gotta run this thing, and it's crazy. And yeah, I have a lot of stories about that.
0: (laughs) So the toughest part was when the lines got long. The lines
1: got long, and then you know I would like ask my manager, the people above me, like, hey, can you send some people over to help? And And sometimes they'd help, other times they wouldn't. And then this one manager would like blame us. Oh wow. She'd be like, you guys are supposed to send them a break before this, yeah. so this doesn't happen. Don't, I'm like, don't
0: make this about class, Dwight.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So that year of IBC, um, I remember it was really nice for me because I could study, you know, basically whenever I want. There wasn't any other people pulling on me because when you're trying to study and you live at home, it's kind of tough. Because there's like you could have a sibling run in the room or your parents could be like, hey, did you clean today or whatever? So you can kind of study and set your own schedule. Do you think your study habits have gotten better since IBC or do you think they're at their best when you're at IBC? I think my studying was good at IBC. I mean, I'm not the best at
1: studying because I procrastinate. Yeah. But if it comes down to it, like, oh, I got a lot of work to do, yeah. I can like hammer it out. Okay. I, my life during that period is not fun, but okay. I, can, I can get through it. But yeah, you definitely need to have some alone time. Yeah. And that's... At IBC, you know, you can try your best
0: to get... Because you had roommates, so was yeah, it tough? You had roommates. Was, do you think it was tougher with roommates or with family? Um,
1: I mean, because at this point with family, I'm I'm the, old, the last child, so it's not too hard. But yeah. at least... I mean, I don't know. Like, at least with room... I, I would say maybe a little tougher with roommates because mm. sometimes they would, like, have, like, friends over and stuff. Playing and it political,
0: it... Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Listen here, Jack. I'm <laughs> just
1: <kidding>. Listen here. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right. But no, I'm not, but, uh, the, it was still, if you, if you were just, you know, you got to be on top of it, on top of your work, get your work done,
0: manage yourself. It's a good time to teach you how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's it for the questions I have. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up on anything? Anything. Any of the uh, subjects or just something you want to say or. I hope you're all staying safe during the
1: quarantine. Uh, yeah. go watch The Office and Arrested yep. of Development. And community. Yep. All on Netflix.
0: All on Netflix. <laughs> we are we are uh, plugging for Netflix right yes. now. All right, guys. So that's, that's it for the Carpe Noctum 8. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to at Carpe Noctum Pod for any and all news related to the podcast. DM the account with any questions or comments you have. And please have a great day and stay safe. See ya.
1: There's Vegemite everywhere.